I'm such a basic hockey bitch. Claude Giroux comes on my TV. Ready? Let's do it. Welcome to a special edition of HW Flyers Therapy. Jack, how are you feeling about tonight's win, buddy? Well, was tonight not a roller coaster of emotions, my friend? Because my God, is it good to be alive? <laughs> and it certainly didn't feel that way. Uh, after the second period, I thought we would do the right thing. Uh, when did Niskanen score? The beginning of the third? I believe so, sir. Yeah, and it's like, at this point, we're rolling. And, you know, once that goal for Hart went in that should had no business going in, I, I had that gut feeling like, oh, shit, here we go. And then, the, like, the what, the fourth line for the Islanders score ties the game? Oh, my God, I was ready to absolutely lose my mind. But luckily for us, they prevailed. There's only been two overtime games in this series, and the Flyers are 2-0 and in those games. So I will take that. Still alive. The fat lady might have been clearing her throat, but she's not singing yet. We are still alive, and it's good to be alive. Yeah, you know, I... Man, this game... Oh, man, I... I... I was ready to put my foot through the TV and then I wasn't and then I was happy and then I was ready to put my foot through the fucking TV again. Fucking I, You know what? Why why don't we start from like probably the first thing that truly irked me? I want to get your thoughts on this. Um the Barzell parking in the crease goal. How did how did you feel about that? I'm going to be honest with you. And I was, uh, I had my parents over my house tonight for the game. And my dad was the same as you, you know. He didn't even attempt to get out of the net and yada, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And that's great and grand and dandy. But guess what? Pitlick was still laying on your goaltender. So if Pitlick didn't happen to lay on your goalie, yeah, you have a case. But guess what? Pitlick was on your goalie. Not Barzell, Pitlick was. So let me ask you this. When they reviewed the play, would you admit that Barzell had plenty of time? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, absolutely. There's no argument that that dude didn't make a single attempt to get out of the crease. But my point is so and simple to Hart couldn't play his position because of his own player laying on him. Not because of Barzell on the other side of the net. So you're saying even if Barzell wasn't there, he st- it was still would have probably went in because of what Pitlick did. Well, more than likely, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, but my main concern was Pitlick didn't get out of the net quick enough. If Pitlick stood up and skated out of the net and Barzell was still standing there, it's no goal. Because now Carter Hart has been void of all chances of sliding across and saving it. But... Carter Hart was voided of all chances of sliding across and saving it because Pitlick was on his leg. Yeah, you know, I mean, what you say, I can't argue it. Like, that does make sense. 
from where I'm standing is how many times have you seen a goaltender interference where one defensive player shoves, clearly shoves the forward into the goalie and they call it goaltender interference. And it clearly wasn't his fault. What we saw here was the shove, but then like 10 seconds went by, he stood up, he ordered real estate and he actually never left the crease until after the goal was scored. So it's like, and what you said is true. I bit like definitely serious issue there, but what you say is true based on what we've seen in the past. This should have been a five minute major for goaltender interference. How easy it was to get it before all of a sudden we're like pulling at straws to get anything. See, I'm a, see, I have to disagree 110% with you here, Jack. Uh, Yes, Pitlick pushed Barzell into the net, and then Pitlick fell on Carter Hart. I'm if Pitlick were to get up and leave the crease, and Barzell were to still be standing there in the blue paint, kind of clueless, like where where am I? Like we all seen it. He was just kind of standing there. In fact, he was holding the other player's stick. Overalls, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but that's neither here nor there. None of that contributed to the goal. The biggest part that contributed to the goal, if you were to pull away Barzell, right? Pull away Proveroff. The biggest part that contributed to that goal was the fact that Pitlick pushed Barzell in and then fell on Carter Hart. Okay. Carter so Hart, I think- no matter what, no matter which way you slice it, Carter Hart wasn't sliding to the other side of that net unless Pitlick was out of the crease. So I think we agree more than we disagree, believe it or not. And I'll explain what I mean. Um, Morally, like how we think the play actually what we saw with our eyes and what should be correct and what shouldn't be. I think we agree. I think that Pitlick pushed him into the goalie and he fell and he did more damage than good. However, the way the game is officiated and the way the rules are are written and what we've seen to be the referee's discretion in the past what Barzell did should have at the very least been a two minute penalty or I'm sorry, a disallowed goal is what I mean. Um, I, I, I just, I think that what we, how little it's taken for a goal tender interference to be called in the past in any game. And what he got away with here is almost criminal. And while I definitely agree with Pitlick, you still have to call the game, how the rules are written, no matter what else happens. And because he was in the crease and because he didn't bother to move and on top of that held Proveroff stick, you can't ignore those facts. That's how the rule is written, whether we believe it to be correct or not. And that's what bothered me the most. I'm going to be 110% honest with you, Jack. We don't see eye to eye on this at all. Because as far as I'm concerned, every penalty in hockey should be a case-by-case basis. And in this case, there was no penalty for goalie interference here. He did not directly interfere with Carter Hart. He didn't. But you're not allowed to stand in the crease like that. Yeah, you're not allowed to, but guess what? You know what else shouldn't be allowed? You're a forward laying on your goalie. But you're talking shouldn't. I'm talking what's written in the rules, and that's why it should have been yeah, called. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Barzell being in the crease did not prevent Carter Hart from making the save. 
I agree with you 100%. However, so it still we're, needs we're, to be called because of how the rules written. We're grasping the strings here, Jack. But that's we're how the rule that's how the laws are written. Whether we're grasping the strings though. Whether we I agree that's why I say we but agree. The, what, the bottom line here is the Flyers shouldn't have blown a fucking 3-1 lead regardless of who was in the crease. Yes, yeah, I mean, there's no arguing of that. No, there, yeah, that's where I say we agree more than you realize. But what I am trying to say on this particular play is the way the rule's written, it's an easy call. I don't care, I don't care how the rule's written. I, I hear you. I don't care I hear how you. it's fucking written. I think it's a case-by-case case basis. He yes. was shoved into the crease. He didn't make any contact with the goalie. He was then pestered by Proveroff. He held Proveroff's stick, right? He made no attempt to get out of the net, out of the crease. Right. But neither did fucking Pitlick, who was the actual person who prevented Carter Hart from making the save. So right. you can grasp at straws and you can yell and scream at, oh, he was in the crease for an extended period of time. And yada, yada. That's great and fucking dandy. But guess, dude, it's, it doesn't prevent the fact that Pitlick's laying on fucking Carter Hart. Get the fuck out of the net, you pit licker. I mean, I completely agree with you there. But what you say we're grasping at straws at, it's not a straw. It's a very lengthy arm in the sense that that's how the rule's written. You want to talk morals on what should be. You're not understanding is I agree with you. I do. I honestly do. That's not how the rule should be read or interpreted. But it is. And because of that, it should have been goaltender interference. How in the past, if it were to not be that way, then I, sure. But that's how these referees call it. They're very particular and they're very on top of this. Whenever you touch the goalie, there's been so many worse calls that have been goaltender interference where we're just baffled. We're like, how? So to, to have it be, but to, in the playoffs too, to have it be that way and to not call what Barzell did. Is a, a direct violation and ignorance of the actual way the rule is written. Now, if I had it my way, if I had it my way, I would agree with you. I think it should be what you said, but that's not how the rule is written, and therefore I don't it should care how it's written, though. I but don't care not, how it's written. It's I, how I, agree. It I, I hear you. How it but that's the they, you're not the ref. Like the refs have to call it how it's written. It's not what we how we feel. It's how it's written, and they didn't call it the way how it's written. That's my point. Because I agree with you fundamentally. It shouldn't be that way. I agree with you there. But because of how it's written? I like the refs putting their whistles away in the playoffs. Okay. I, I, agree. I, 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 I like, agree with that. I like grown men being able to play the fucking sport of hockey, dude. Like, Fair enough. That's just how I am personally. So when I see something like that, I automatically go, okay, Pitlick pushed him into the net and then fell into the goalie. You can't possibly call that against Barzell. Pitlick was still laying on the goalie while the goal was being scored. I don't know what else you want me to say. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, I, I hear I have, and that's where I bring up fundamentals and morals because I agree with you. If you and I were to sit here and create the games of hockey, that would be our agreement on the rule. The goal would stand. But because we don't do that, because guys like Barry 
Gary Bettman do that and NHL player safety and whoever the fuck makes up those rules the way it's written would and should have made this a no goal. That's all I'm saying. Me and my personal opinion, though, is I'd let regardless of Gary Bettman, fuck Gary Bettman, in my personal <laughs> opinion. Like, That's well, my okay. personal opinion. Fuck Gary Bettman. And I want it to be called the way I would call it. In my right. personal opinion, I want it to be called the way I would call it. So I would call that a goal, regardless of what the rules state. Regard. So well, I can't all argue. The so would I. All the bullshit, all the nonsense. Oh, this it shouldn't be a goal because he didn't get out of that crease in thirty-two point two seconds, or whatever the fuck the rule actually states. I don't care about that, Jack. I don't care about any of that. <laughs> What I care about is Pitlick was laying on my fucking goalie way out of position. The winger, why is he in front of the net? Pushing right. Why That's what I'm there? saying. I agree with you because why you're is right. He there? Yeah, and that and it was bullshit. I, if you if you were in my living room, you would know. But that was the first thing I leaped off the couch at. I I was I was freaking out. I'm like your own because you remember there was like a pause. Like he went into the net. And there was a little play around the around the back, and then the yeah. goal went in. And it's like, get the fuck out of the net, dude. They're gonna score. I was losing my mind. So I completely yeah. understand Pitlick. and agree with and you. And like went, I think we're having a picnic back here by the goal camera. <laughs> but 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 all but in all seriousness, and I had and, and Pitlick had sandwich. played well. Pit Pitlick had played well up until that point too. So it was very shocking to see that, yeah. and very unfortunate. And yeah, it was I like about how on. great Nate Thompson's fucking playing too. And uh, that motherfucker Thompson, don't fuck. get me started. In the same motherfucking shift, the third turnover in the defensive zone being the tying goal. Dude, Nate Thompson needs takes. I'm sorry. Like, especially, yeah, I already benching for the game. It won't happen now with the possible Coots injury, but he should not have been out there for that tying goal. He, he, and even, even TK, because as oh, much I as I like TK, he's, he's, that, he's turnover prone. I'm such a basic hockey bitch. Like, <laughs> if, if <laughs> the way I put it, dude, like, uh, and I say that like I I don't I mean I don't mean that derogatory in any in any terms whatsoever. But I'm a yeah, let's I'm a basic it. hockey bitch in the sense that like if you do basic hockey correctly, you'll win at least six out of ten games. Let me ask you this: so, regardless of position, would you have rather know, had? Regardless of position, would you have rather had Thompson out, Raffle in? No, because I think Raffle's hurt. Yeah, but he was borderline for this game, and it's a, an elimination game. Now, in yeah, but it's, it's one it's borderline, so. borderline hurt. So, like, if I go, okay, this player's ninety nine percent healthy, and this player's fifty fifty. You think he's 50 because he almost well, played. In playoffs, yo, in playoffs, 50-50 gets you a fucking spot. I'm saying guys have played hurt pretty f- fucked up, to be honest. Davey Poole and broken ribs. And Raffle's been one of your most effective yeah, players. We when don't he's know been... what's actually wrong with his knee. That's true. We don't know. We don't That's know. True. Now, I guess, torn listen, all hindsight. Yeah, hindsight we won. So you can't really say much. But. Going okay, going into game six, 
do you make that switch now? If he's because he's going to be a few games healthier. No, Say me he personally, was, me personally, I had this a uh, long winded discussion with my father over this, and I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I need a center, and I need a fast center. I'm I'm putting I'm putting Morgan Frost in. Oh, I'll say, you know, people would go nuts. They would, I would kind of go look crazy, even though I'd be a little worried. I'm Morgan Frost in. Listen, guess what? Oh. It doesn't matter how well we play fucking defense at this point. It doesn't fucking matter because we're on an egg or boat anchors. So I know I'm asking the wrong person, but I saw this on Twitter, so I'm going to ask this. <laughs> so would you, would you put Ghost in? No, absolutely <laughs> not, because I need, I need my defense to be strong. That's what I. That's what I said. Yeah. Whoever said that said the same thing. But you're going to be especially having a lot of I'm issues in, on D. Especially if I'm in certain Frosten. Especially if I'm in certain Frosten. I mean, but I, you know, how I look at it, like I, I, I try to approach these games, and as stupid and cliche as this may sound, like I played hockey my whole life. I still play hockey to this day, and I approach like NHL games uh, from a coaching standpoint, you know? And the one thing the Islanders have on us is it, their system play is ridiculous, right? Their their defensive system, their neutral zone system, their forecheck, I mean, it's fucking relentless. It's flat out relentless. If I'm inserting a player to replace Coots, of all players, your top defensive player, it ain't going to be Andrew Andrioff, and it ain't going to be fucking Michael, Michael Raffle. Oh, I would definitely. I would so like to see I want to see speed, dude. I want to see speed. Get me fucking speed. Yeah, I mean, especially I this team. You've noticed. You saw it tonight. Uh, what worked against this team was the odd man rushes. Was the uh, was the speed? Was the the counter attack? They definitely didn't really score, except for in overtime with the um, you know, with the setup play. They scored a lot of rush goals. You look at the JVR goal. You look yeah. at the Drew goal. I mean, you know the funny the funny part about the JVR goal is uh, Drew scored right, and then JVR had hell of a shift, a following shift, right. I think it was no, it was wasn't the following shift. It was the shift after where he scored, and I was like, you know, this would be great right now to get JVR off the snide too, to get both of them scoring. Whoo! Right after I said that, fucking JVR scores. My mom's like, you fucking called it. <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude, dude! What a pass, I mean, so, how about G at the first intermission? After he sound talking to whoever, he sounded almost depressed. They actually kind of made fun of him on the, uh, you know, Keith Jones and Brian Boucher and Patrick Sharp. They were kind of like, yeah, everything was looking good up until that interview. That's literally what Keith Jones said. Like, I don't know if the goal, the uh, goal drought was in his head, but one, he got out of it, and two. Like, he really did seem like he was tired of hearing about it. So I was actually hoping he got the overtime goal, but I'll take it however I can get it. He did open up the scoring. You think that, you know, then JVR scores. He hasn't gotten anything going. Like, Scott Lawton, too. He had been scratched uh, at least once, and then he gets that goal. I mean, how good is this going into game six? 
funny story though that you mentioned that uh that interview in between periods. Claude Giroux comes on my TV, and I shit you not, Jack. You know my dog Gudis. <laughs> Claude Giroux's on the TV talking. Gudis is under my my living room table, under my coffee table, growling at the TV. <laughs> he was growling at the TV, dude. And I'm like, you don't like Claude either? Jesus Christ, dude. Calm down. <laughs> how how was he after he scored? Uh, Gudis didn't make a peep. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I kind of take that as a bit of an omen, though. I'll, I'll take anything I can get at this point, dude. Yeah, Drew not only scored, he took out Matthew Barzel for the game. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, no, Claude, you need to hook your wrists. Hook it. Peel his eyeball out of his fucking head. I mean that is that is Mighty Ducks 101. You grab your eye, you like cup it and drop to the ice. <laughs> um how about um what did listen, you think? Listen, I don't I I would like to add this disclaimer in. I don't want any NHL player to get hurt. I don't want any human being to get hurt, but if you're playing my team in the playoffs, I want them to peel your skull from your head. <laughs> as far as I'm Dude, I totally agree. I mean, that's how I am. I'm I'm a lunatic over here. Like we're gonna get. I want, that, you know, I want them to kill you. I don't. It yeah. doesn't matter. Dude, we are battling for the Stanley Cup at this point. This isn't the regular season. The littlest thing. So as you much do as I don't want to see you get hurt, I don't want to see you get hurt blocking a shot to the face or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, dude, I want my teammate, I want my players to bury you into the boards, and I don't want to see you get up. I want to see you get Ross Johnston by Matt Niskanen. That's I think what that's I how we say. felt in the Montreal the series, series, especially with Suzuki, is a perfect example. I felt the same way. I, I wanted blood. Like I, I was, I get so angry with the littlest things now. The further we go, the more behind in the series we get. Any player does anything, yes. I don't want to see him block a shot and lose his teeth. I want to see our players literally kill him. Like I want him to get hit and see his helmet go flying. You know, and I, I, I hear you a hundred percent. It's exactly how I feel. I want people to hurt people, dude. But, I... Speaking of injuries. How bad do you think Takut's injury is? Because he bad. did not turn. I think it's bad. I think it's real bad. It kills me because it looks like such a like meh hit. Like he. No, it wasn't though. I said it immediately, man. Immediately, right after the hit, I focused my attention. There's a whole ton of shit going on in the hockey game. I focused my attention solely on Coots, and he limped his way to the bench. Well, I saw that, yeah. So what do you think he did? You think it's his hip? Listen, I can't speculate on a doctor's perspective on what I've seen, but it didn't look good. It's all. He looked fucked up. It didn't look good. His knee got torqued in a fucked up direction. You know, yeah, watch, he just watch it again. Watch it again and slow well, him out. They showed the and replay. You'll see his whole knee get torqued in a fucked up direction. And so I don't know like what was, happened. It looked like he couldn't put pressure on something. But it looked like he went in for this hit and he wasn't even going full force. 
Barzell moves and they do they connect at like their hips and possibly and their up. knees. It was and a knee. It was definitely a knee. It was Barzell was a little slow to get up too, but he looked okay. Yeah, Claude Giroux finished that off. Yeah, well, in Coots <laughs> like barely making it to the bench. You don't think? I mean, I hope it didn't torque. I hope we're not thinking anything. See, we can't. I we think it's serious. Coots. I think it's serious, dude. Oh God, I, ho- I, I hope it's really. like a. I think it's. I, I think it's know. bad. I think it's bad. Oh boy, we're definitely going to need Limblom if that's the case. Oh, for sure. I I hope I hope that I hope we get lucky because the hockey gods already hate us. Yeah, we survived tonight, but remember we were up three to one. How did you feel after they tied it? After who tied it? After the Islanders tied it? Yeah, three three. I'm so tired of the fourth Flyers. line for the Islanders. My no, nah, dude. Listen, my big, my big issue with the Flyers at this point is the I'm gonna take two strides towards a person on a forecheck and then pull off. Now fuck that. Take eight strides and bury him. <laughs> Charging <Do> something. <laughs> no, do something, dude. Yeah. Do something. Life. Life. The, yeah. My biggest. My biggest pet peeve right now with the Philadelphia Flyers is they do this bullshit, like, and Nate Thompson is guilty of it 99.9% of the time. Like, it'll get thrown up the boards by, uh, let's say, Niskanen. Niskanen will toss it up the boards, right? One thing I can't stand, and I believe I complained about this in the first 15 games was the collapsing defense by the Flyers. I hate it. Yeah. I can't stand Turtle. the collapsing fucking defense. Reminds me of Hackstall and the Hackstall Turtle. Yeah, the collapsing defense is an absolute joke. When people Abs- make the Hackstall comments, it's usually when they're getting peppered because they've collapsed. Like, it's almost every time. It's very Hackstall-esque, and it almost always leads to a goal. And actually, they've done it on the PK recently, not tonight, but they've done it on the PK, and it's it's like they've been scored on. I'm like, this PK used to be great. What happened? That's actually why it was good to see them play pretty well tonight. Well, like I said, though, my, my biggest issue is, so Niskanen will throw the puck up the boards, right? The point man will have it. Nobody's covering the points at all. Because all five guys are below the hash marks for some reason. Because of that collapsing bullshit defense. And that's a, it doesn't win you games. Because yeah, you can't get the puck out. out of your zone. Yeah. At that point, and it's, it's kind of what happened in the third period, probably around the 10, 8-minute mark when they got scored on twice. They stopped playing offense. And when they stop playing offense, they start doing what you're saying on defense. They start collapsing. They stop moving. That's when you see them standing still more often. And they start watching the play. And they're not. there's no breakout, like you're saying. There's no breakout at all. There's nobody to help chip the puck out. And then you start seeing more icings. And before you know it, it's 3-2. to two, Then it's 3-3. Three, three, then we're in overtime. And then in overtime, they fucking come out playing. They were scorching. Like they were, they were, you know, nothing was perfect, but they were playing yeah, all the play, just play the whole fucking, fucking play game that way. Isn't it amazing that I think they played like 40 to 50 minutes of good hockey? And in the 10 minutes of bad hockey, the game got tied and he had to get overtime. It's like, Jesus Christ, you played 
40 minutes to get to three or 50 minutes to get to three to one. That one was kind of BS. So, but the point is you're playing well. And in the 10 minutes you slack off, which is the end of the game, mind you, you give the fucking lead back. Now you got to go into overtime. And you, they, right, I think that went to what? Around the eight minute mark before right, they fucking this, scored. This is the NHL though. There is no fucking slacking off. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody else knows that except for us. That's my point though. Like, yeah, even if we were to somehow miraculously get by the Islanders, which I don't, I'm a, dude, listen, I'm a diehard. Everybody knows I'm a diehard Flyers fan. I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't see being able to win three in a row against the Isles. I don't see it, man. It's just honesty at this point. Being a hockey fan, not just a Flyers fan, a hockey fan. The fuck are you gonna beat the Islanders? I'm at the point now where if you game six doesn't look good. I mean, if they were to win game six, game seven would look great. There's a chance Limblom could play. You came back from three to one, they'd have all the momentum in the world. I don't want I don't know if I want Limblom to play, man. Well, yeah, I mean, whatever gets played the team game going. in eight months, nine I months. Bet you, I bet you he wouldn't even play that much. It'd be more about getting the team going. But my point yeah, but is. Yeah, the team didn't get fucking going when he showed up for warmups, bro. That's why yeah, I know. lost I know. Game. I know. That's true, too. That's another thing. That's true, too. But if he were to actually suit up and play and skate, it might do a little something for him. Plus, if you add in the fact they won game six, they have momentum. My main thing is not game seven. I'm more worried about game six because then the Islanders realize, one, we almost had them and we barely showed up. Two, we need to end this shit before it gets cute. And three, if they do win this game and force game seven, they're going to have all the momentum in the world and they're going to do whatever else they can to make that momentum even go overboard, like doing something with Limblom. And that's not good. Because then they could get out to a lead, and even if the Islanders do start to come back, it's manageable. It's not one of those four or three to one outbursts that they beat us in. And you've looked what happened every time this has gone to overtime. The Flyers have won, so if it's too, I think the Islanders are going to do whatever they can to make sure the Flyers don't have enough oomph to make this game close enough. And the only way to do that is to just finish them off in Game Six. And I, I can't see the Flyers. Yeah, they say it alive. That's not enough oomph. To keep them going, so game game six is going to be really interesting. They're, I think they're honestly going to have to get lucky to keep the series alive. They're going to definitely have to score more than one fucking goal in the first period. Yeah, and Hart can't be giving up some bullshit. Tell me your thoughts on that second goal that seemed to had no business going in, but it did. It I mean, was, talk about it was a ways away. There was a lot of people in front. I I can't pretend I'm in Hart's shoes by yeah, any means. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. But let me level. Like, let's level out for a minute. That dude played stellar tonight. I mean, yes. And it definitely showed in overtime. That I thought that one goal where he looked behind him, I thought that was it. I honestly thought that went in. I was Fucking like, oh, we're going to see the light stellar. go off. Dude was stellar tonight. So They hung him out to dry can't. a couple Braun and Hag are terrible, man. Braun and Hag are bad. I you think Braun's got back? Been, I have been defending both of them this entire year. 
And then would, you, would you give would you give a second and a third for Braun? <laughs> Fuck, you. <laughs> Fuck you, Jack. <laughs> for the regular season, yes. For, for the playoffs, no. <laughs> they're bad. They're not bad to the sense that like every time they're out in the ice, they're gonna cost your goal. But they're going to cost you at least two or three scoring chances. They're That's going to. Against I mean, the Islanders, man. It is, because the Islanders capitalize on on everything. On everything, man. They get a fucking chance. And for some reason, man, it, they get they steal the puck at center ice, and it's like, oh, it's a one-on-one. No, it's a two-on-one. No, it's a three-on-one. How the fuck is it a three-on-one? Where the fuck is everybody at? Speaking of three on ones, how about that? Just there's somebody alone in front with cart because that happens in overtime. I it think it was all the time. It happens I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a fucking break. You know, it's not a perfect breakaway, but it's nevertheless a breakaway. Thank God for Hart, dude. And that one almost snuck under his pad. Like, holy shit. Like, that's your season on the line. And yeah, for whatever goofball reasons. Speaking, speaking of sneaking under a pad, how'd you feel about that one that was called back? Well, not. Called or called the one back. they reviewed. The one yeah. I mean, my response on Twitter was, you know, you're not, you can't technically do that. You're not supposed to be able to push the pad into the net with the puck under it. But I was like, yeah, if you could, like, you know, take up real estate in a crease for 15 minutes, then I guess anything goes. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I, you know, so minutes. He took up. Boys, just stood in the crease. Well, listen, I'm calling minutes. it the first ever. Hockey Statue of Liberty play. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> 15 minutes straight. 15 minutes it's of just, the third period. Marcel did nothing play. but stand Sorry, over Carter Hart. Pitlick laid on his leg. Crease is the pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I, I thought that, especially because it's us, I was like, it's going to take a friggin' miracle to make this a goal. So I didn't expect much. It was but the Flyers were pushing it. It wasn't a goal. That's no, I don't. I it. it was definitely a goal. The puck was in the net. Right, but, but again, how was... the rule is written, no goal. Oh. What yeah, and I'm not, that's not, I'm not dying on that hill by any means. That you know that that wasn't whatever, dude. I'll fight my battles elsewhere. That, that was they were just they were surging at that point. It was two to one, almost three to one, and I was like, yo, they look good. And it's the first time I've seen them put together two good periods since like the round robin because their first and second periods look good. The goal was bullshit. Everything else looked good, you know. And I was like, when was the last time they've had back to back good periods? Maybe Montreal. Nothing sticks out, um, but I'm gonna say definitely the round robin. I mean, That's the part that trips me out is they played so good during the round robin, and it, it makes me realize like how down everybody else played. Well, who would you think was their best player in the round robin? I I say like overall. Yeah, I I put it between Provorov and Coots. Okay, so I would say Provorov's good, Coots is good, Hart was good. I'd also say Scott Lawton. Scott Lawton had a goal in every game. In yeah, but we play. also... Well, I had this argument with my dad earlier. Scott Lawton was fantastic during the round robin, but he blocked a pretty brutal shot. In so you think it's the injury, then? Because he was very... Hurt. I think yeah. he's hurt. 
Okay. Good. Well, it was nice right. to see him get the overtime goal. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Wait, Lawton got that? Yeah, I was surprised. I thought it was Provorov, uh, but I was I was listening to something and I saw the replay and I didn't even see how it tipped or whatever happened, but I did see uh, the light up. And it, yeah, I think I think it's good to get him going for sure. I think honestly, after game five, it's good to get the players that need you needed to get going. This entire series are finally going. That's what it is. And on top of that, G scored tonight. And I also think he also needed to get going. JVR, G, and Lawton. Three guys you G, needed to get going. Dude, G played a fantastic Even before four. he scored, he was game fucking Game four, JVR, or not JVR, sorry. Game four, G played his ass off. There was, people were bitching at fucking drew after game four and i'm like yo dude that dude played a hell of a game four he just couldn't buy a goal bro dude makes 8.25 million dollars a year there was just nothing that dude could do nobody could argue how hard he's playing yeah you can't argue how hard he was trying it's just it's tough and you know like he, he it doesn't matter how hard you play when you're getting that much money you need to convert and I got to the point where I was like, God, he really is trying. I'm, I'm like, I can't get mad at him anymore because he's fucking trying. And I saw it again tonight. I saw it again. Even before his first goal, he was working. Ass off too. He was and he, working yes. Ass off. And That's thank, two games in a row I seen G work his ass off. And thank God he got that goal. And he had an assist on the, the final goal. And thank God because you really saw it tonight. You saw it in the interview. It was bothering him. He was trying. He converted. Game went to overtime. He had an assist. Like he was out there for the goal. And thank God. So between him, JVR, who's been on the bench a lot, and uh, Lawton, who hopefully is coming back from injury, especially with losing Coots, get those three guys going Going is huge. Just need huge. TK to join the party. They're gigantic, though. Like, if you could get these guys going, I honestly don't think Coots is going to play next game. If you can get Giroux, JVR... Lawton, even Hayes. Konechny had two assists tonight, right? I think so. Yeah. If you can get these guys going, you have, like, a shooter's chance. But, dude, you can't play this laid-back bullshit in the third period, man. It doesn't work. I'm yeah. so tired of seeing it. Oh, we got a three-goal lead. Ford is not going to play the whole fucking... Second half of the third period. No, no, go. And Drew. the biggest, the biggest part that that bothers me with the Flyers is skating, skate. Yeah, like I find myself yelling at the TV ten to thirty times. This is a pretty broad number, but ten to thirty times per game. Fucking skate, dude. There was a particular play. They tossed it out to center. Uh, a Flyers defenseman tossed it out to center. I don't know who. But uh, Voracek was there, but he, he, he wasn't skating. He didn't even really reach for it. Yeah. And I'm I mean, like, fucking, dude, fucking take three more steps. Yeah, Just dude, I will tell you. The entire time, man. Like, from what I've Thompson, seen. Thompson is the most guilty party I've seen. Yeah, I, I so agree. Far. The, the, the dude 
And listen, I'm not trying to scapegoat Thompson, so don't put me into that category. I'm just saying what I'm saying. He takes two strides to somebody and then stops. Don't stop. Skate. If you're sitting there, particularly not, it wasn't a goal or it wasn't a goal against, but the puck got tossed up the boards to the point and Thompson was there. He took two strides to the defenseman and then stopped and postured up like to block a pass. Well, there was no real pass lane there. If he just took a sh- one more stride, he would have been making contact with the person, and he would have made that person's play a lot more difficult. That's like, awareness, that's, then. That's that's the shit that bothers me, though. Like, yeah, if if you're that close to a person, and you're taking two strides and like, oh, I gotta block this pass. Fuck the passing lane. Bury that dude, because guess what? If that dude's making the pass, if you take two strides, he probably won't make it if you take three strides. And Not only that, though. Does, even if he does make it, if you take three strides, you can hit him. Yes, and that's what I'm kind of getting at, because even if it doesn't exactly go perfectly the first time, now the next time, they're thinking about it. And you see yeah. that that the Islanders do that to us. And rush. that's why we make a lot of quick they, passes. They make us rush. They make us rush. They make us they rush force our passes. Plays. They make us make force fucking passes. shit that ain't there. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because we constantly think somebody is right over our shoulder. It, that's even exactly how the Islanders even if they're not you. there. Even if they're not there. We think they're there. So yeah. we force plays. No. But the biggest issue I have with it is like, dude, that is the way you play hockey, man. Like, even if you lack the talent to actually disrupt somebody's perfect play, you can hammer that person to the point where they may not exactly be inclined to make the same play next time. Right. Next time, it may just be a dump deep because they're going to try to be bracing themselves for a hit or something. And these guys, they're just, you know, one, two strides towards somebody. And then they, then they peel off like, like it's, oh, you know, oh, it's soccer. It looks like they're worried about getting beat. And it's kind of like, man, you can't hesitate. Go, 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 go. I'd much At rather. At least they'll think I'd twice. Much, yeah. I'd much rather you get beat like a thousand percent. But you going at it a hundred percent, then you going at it forty percent and be beat a thousand percent. The math adds up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. If you go at it a hundred percent, dude. If you put full effort into your contact or body fucking positioning, or just trying to hit somebody, and they make a perfect pass, I'm going to be a lot less mad at you than if you just took two strides and then, oh, I'm going to try to block your shot slash block your pass. Drill the guy, because guess what? They're going to make the pass anyway, so at least take him out of the play. You know, at least if you take him out of the play, you're doing your job. Yeah, I mean, he's going to make the pass. You're on the, especially on the power play or whatnot. It's going to happen. So at least take him out of the play. And on top of that, he's thinking twice next time. Yes. Next time he's in the zone and he goes, oh, I got this puck. I got all this time. That causes turnovers. Don't have that 
fucking time anymore because right. you go, oh, wait, last time I thought I had this time, somebody took my fucking head off. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think we agree there. But it kind of it kind of it brings me around the special teams where I think the PK played better tonight. So the power play is up to its typical shenanigans. And uh, Alex uh, Appleyard. Yeah, well, Alex Appleyard brought this up, and I, I kind of want to get your thoughts. Uh, he said, fi- you know, don't, not fire. He, well, he, I think he actually said, and I apologize if I misquote, either fire uh, Michelle Terrian or move him to another position, uh, assistant coach or somewhere else. Because the power play, he's in charge of the power play, and the power play has been almost as bad as the PK was under Hackstall. So your thoughts on doing something, anything different with the power play? Uh, my thoughts on the power play. Let's see. Um, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess, man. I feel like they're trying to force things to the middle. And at the same time, trying to pass the puck around the outside. And it's like pick one or the other, guys. Like, if you're going to force pucks around the outside or if you're going to try to force pucks in the middle, put guys in the middle if you're going to try to force pucks in the middle, right? Yeah. And if you're going to try to bounce around the outside, get Coots out of that stupid bumper fucking lane. Get him out of there. Why do you got a guy in front of the net and a guy in a bumper lane? Why? I I feel like the power play is two different um, resolutions every time. The first one where they do get a shot on net is pass, 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 uh, low percentage shot. Or it's pass, 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 low percentage shot that's blocked. And the other one is pass, 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 pass. And either it hops over Provorov's stick and it's you have to everybody's got to clear or they just turn over the puck flat out and it gets dumped. And I feel like that is 95% of the time. Unfortunately, I feel... I feel like the power play is the same the same thing I find myself yelling at the TV constantly is it it, it just seems as though the flyers get outworked. Yeah, well that's for sure. That's for absolute sure because even and when they try it, they play better. So it's kind of one of those like if you're getting outworked on the power play why hasn't Pitlick got a shot on the power play? As stupid and absurd as that may sound, that dude never goes into the offensive zone corner and loses a puck battle. I think I saw Derek Grant out on the power play, so that does not yeah. sound that stupid. Well, Derek Grant, yeah, you know, everybody's still reeling after that fucking little skate kick pass to Kevin Hayes in the goddamn fucking <laughs> regular season. Everybody still thinks... Derek Grant's a fucking power play genius somehow. <laughs> In my personal opinion, if you're getting outworked on, you're getting outworked on both sides. Like on five on five, you get outworked for at least half the game. So far, this series, at least, you get outworked for half the game. On the power play, I see the same thing. So I'm if if I'm looking at it. Dead ass honest. If I'm looking at it at a coach, like from a coaching standpoint, I go, okay, what players don't get outworked in corners? I go, okay, Tyler Pitlick. Who else? Who do you think, Jackie? Well, Raffle, but he's hurt. Yeah, well, Raffle's hurt. Yeah. So who do you, who would you think doesn't get outworked in a corner? 
other than who we mentioned beforehand. Well, I mean, normally I'd say a guy like Scott Lawton, but you know, he had been hurt. Uh, Grant, I think, has been pretty well. Thompson shows me the effort, but he has not come up with the puck. Thompson's a turnover machine, bro. That's what I mean. He'll go, he'll give it. It looks like he's going nuts, but he don't come up with the puck. Take, he takes. He goes in the corners, he gets the puck, and then immediately turns it over. He's like, hey, look, I did good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JVR, he played better tonight than I thought he would. Um, JVR, that's two games in a row. JVR had good games. Yeah. So let's be honest here. Right. Like, I've always defended the guy. I like JVR. I do, too. I, I, there are times where he... Takes a shot and it like misses the net on my feet. Yeah, well, it's just a Jeff Carter specialty. Bro. I well, where do you think the name of the show came from? <laughs> yeah, fucking. You get thirty goals, man. You yeah. get thirty goals, not by it, fucking. It's just been more patient, though. Oh. No, I'm with However, you. I'm with you. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I'm just saying, if I look at the power play and I go, okay, who outworks people in corners? Because well, obviously, our bell usually around, does. Our umbrella bullshit is just not working. Yeah, I'm I mean, sticking. I'm sticking guys that work their balls off. Well, that's my I'm point. Just, I'm just dumping it in the corners. I'm wearing the power or their penalty kill out, and then I'm kicking it out to the point. Well, that that that's my point. What? We haven't seen a change on the power play in philosophy or personnel. So what the hell is Michelle Terrian doing? Yeah, I don't know. I I can't speak for Michelle Terrian. He's got a couple more cigars to his brain than I do, but I mean, he's never really done much. So f- screw the guy, man. I mean, I know he does more than the power play, so I don't want to be too harsh. But power plays—it's how we used to talk about the penalty kill a couple of years ago, and the penalty kill is now what the power play used to be a couple of years ago. It's ridiculous how it's completely flip flopped. All right, let's let's flip off this subject and 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 touch on our last subject of the night. If the Flyers lose game six, Jack, what moves would you like the Flyers to make in the offseason? I think Braun's gone, unfortunately. I think we've seen that he's a pylon and he's obvious. Yeah, he's unfortunately a problem. Um, I can't get too much into a ghost trade, which I do think happens. Because you got to get rid of him. You got to. But I don't want to give him away. I don't want to give him away. At this I'm point, guess Jack, something. I'm taking a fucking third for him. Just oh, him. no, Kyle. No. No. He's got to have Freeze more up. value than that. Raise up 4.5, Jack. He's got to have more value than that. 4.5, dude. 4.5 million. Just please. Just please. Please. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Jack. What else? Uh, um, yeah, I, you got to bring in some kind of one-year, two-year veteran defenseman to take over for Braun and carry you along until Zamula's ready or Cam York, or if not both. Um, I, I want to see more center depth because you can't trust Nolan Patrick. Uh, remember, we don't have a ton of money to spend, so you're looking for a bargain. I don't know who's really available at center. Um, outside of those two moves, we'll see what happens with Brian Elliott. I assume he's brought back. He plays oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless he wants a lot of money, and in which case you got to make a decision. He doesn't. He wants to hang. I don't out. think he does too. But you know, hopefully, you keep him at the same, if not much more. It should be the same. Um, 
curious to see what Nolan Patrick gets. But other than that, I'm, I'm adding a veteran defenseman that I can get rid of in a year or two. I'm adding center depth. And the only other thing I can think of is a like sniping scoring line winger, which you're getting a bargain on that. You're not getting a top line guy. Uh, you're gonna have to get it some something of a bargain, like a unless uh, you move some pieces, like ghosts and a pick or something. Now you gotta but, move more than that to get a top line score. Well, I don't think we're getting top line. I know line line A's name's been uh, you know dangled. I'm not sure what I'm willing to give up for that if it's even doable. Uh, plus, the guy's been known to be lazy at times, and that's not good. But yeah, you, you know, stick him with fucking coots, and you ain't gotta worry about his laziness. <laughs> well, I, hope I hope you're right. That's for sure. But um, yeah, those are the three things that come to mind. Uh, veteran defenseman, uh, center depth at any line, obviously. And uh, I, you need a winger who can score. I don't want a power forward. I don't want a playmaker. You, you need to get a sniper, it, even if it's a lesser sniper. Uh, there's definitely guys available. I just don't think we have the money. So we'll see what happens. Okay, well, I'm going to give my thoughts on it. Oh yes, Kyle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, me personally, I'm letting Pitlick, Grant, Thompson. Goodbye. See you. Wow, all three of adios them. Adios, huh? amigos. Uh, adios, amigos. Um, I'm trading. I'm trading ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what for, but my targets are simple. Like you said, like you alluded to. Um, I'm going for a. Top two line scorer. So if it's Patrick Line, Ghost is going to be included in that deal. Because Winnipeg is desperate for somebody who has to stay in Winnipeg. Because nobody wants to fucking play there. So if you can get a ghost going their way, they may have something to sell in terms of ticket ticket sales. Um, I'm going after Lawson Carouse as well. Wow, you know everybody wanted us, picked us to draft him in that draft class. I would have, I would have. Over Provy? No, 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 no. That was the 2015 draft. Yeah, I would have, I, I, I would have drafted Lawson Kraus. I was, I was rooting for him from the beginning. Obviously, not over Provorov, but I was hoping he slid to our second pick. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I was not a fan of Lawson Krause. He was very much a this-is-what-the-Flyers-do kind of pick. Uh, Provorov was better. I think he went around 14 to actually Florida, and they traded him to get rid of Davey Bolin's podca- uh, contract, Bolin. I believe. Bolin. Yeah, Bolin. Yeah, to, that's how he wound up with Phoenix. And, yeah, uh, so... Go ahead. So... I'm I'm looking at adding size and skill. Krause is a size and skill guy. If I got to give up a first round pick, I'm giving up a first round pick. I don't give a shit at this point. Well, if it's if it's a late one, then yeah. Well, we all uh, it's fuck's already sake, we're already in a second round. It's yep. a late pick, no matter no, what. I'm not against it. I have to look up his stats more, but I have seen some stuff on Twitter about him. Did you see what he did? And yada yada yada. And I'm kind of like, not, wow, I I kind of wrote him bad. off. Dude's like, uh, as of right now, if I recall correctly, without looking up his stats on my phone, which I'm going to do in a second, mm. um, he's like a 30, 40 point guy. 40 at points 20, isn't bad. At 23 years old. 
at, yeah, at three million dollars a year or three point something. He's the same draft class as TK and Provy. So I mean, but we need size. And my issue is with size. You know, I'm always down for adding size and toughness and grit. I mean, for fuck's sake, I have Enforcer's Corner. I love my tough guys. Especially when Fuck people it. start tapping your goalie on the head. It's nice to have some tough oh, guys. Oh, fucking right. They, that guy's jaw should have been broken. There mm-hmm. shouldn't have been any other explanation other than Nick Suzuki will miss the remainder of the series because his jaw needs to be wired shut. <laughs> that should have been the end of that fucking conversation. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. That wasn't the case. So if you add a guy like Lawson Krauss and you add a guy like Patrick Liney. Ooh. I mean, I'm just saying that's two guys. So yeah, you're gonna give up some shit, right? You may have to give up Lawton. And I'm not I'm not too mad about giving up Lawton for a Lawson Krauss type of player. I'm not. I'm not mad about it. Has well, you said you said Lawson and, and line A. So I mean I have to see these deals individually. I'm I'm willing to even throw in Faraby or Frost. Wow. Wow. That... You get a 50-goal scorer, dude. And I like that lazy talk. A 30-, 40-point guy. Oh, yeah. Lazy is one thing. Guess what? We have lazy players. Bro, for fuck's sake, we just yeah, talked about Pastor. for a half an hour about how no or fucking Nate Thompson can't skate two, three strides. Well, there's can't and won't. That's the difference. I don't know. It seems like a lot would have to go down and a lot would have to change for those moves. I would definitely take one of them. I definitely like both players. I'm okay with giving up our picks. I honestly think that the Flyers, if they lose the series, which, I mean, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Do we really see them winning out the series? (laughs) <laughs> it's all gonna come down to game six. If they win game six, then I'll then I'll be like, whoa, this could happen. Yeah, you get your glimmer of hope and like but, fucking blown out listen, pod too. <laughs> I, I feel like tonight was my glimmer of hope because I can't no, see game six. No, I can't. No, I I, I had this a glimmer game of hope six was- is the game I can't see them winning. If they win that game, then I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I kind of expected had, it win tonight. I had a glimmer of hope when it was three one. When they sure. try to go into OT, fuck you. I can't say it. I can't, man. I, I, I thought can't tonight was, tonight's win was the glimmer of hope. And I now it's over. They barely got it. And I think they lose in game six. If they manage to win game six, all bets are off. I just don't see them winning game six. All I'm saying is, oh, and on defense, if you let Braun walk, a guy... I, I tweeted it earlier. If you want, you can follow me at, at WarnerKyle29. <laughs> tweeted like earlier. It's a little free plug here for me. <laughs> um, a guy who really interests me. I'm I'm not quite ready to give up on Nate Bellew is a uh, UFA. What did he make last year? 700k. Oh, I'd yeah, be yeah. Happy, 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 happy man. Probably add him anyway. Happy man to float him a million dollar for one or two years to just make room 
You know, he's not going to get in the way. You're not going to be mad about scratching a guy. He's making a million for Cam York if Cam York decides to light the world on so fire. So that, that's your Braun replacement, and you hope that Zamula or York comes up? No, I know Zamula or York are going to come up. I, I mean next year. No, I don't think. I don't think either are going to be ready next year. Mm. But I think Bellu will be a solid stopgap. Another guy for a one-year deal would be like a Derek England. <laughs> wow. You know, it's somebody for a stopgap. I can't I wait mean, to see the... Uh... Let's face... Let's, let, let's actually look at our defensive quarters for next year. So let's assume the Flyers don't sign Braun. Okay. And they do get rid of Ghost. Yeah. Freeman's your six. Freeman's your six. I'm not comfortable with Freeman. Hell no. I'm not. No, I don't even I'm like not. him as a seven, to be honest with you. Yep. I'm just, I, I he don't. needs to be situational at best. Yep. He's an emergency call-up call as far as I'm concerned. Right. I don't see where Freeman fits into this lineup. He doesn't fit with Hag. Well, if you ask me if that's your scenario, you need two defensemen because Hag needs to be a 6-7 guy. So I need another 6-7 guy, and I need a 5. Did you say 6-7? For Hag. Did you say 6-7? 6-7. We have a guy who's 6 foot 7 I was wondering where this is going. Oh, my God. No way. He signed for another year, dude. His legs and knees are spaghetti. Ah, uh, well. Spaghetti can become paper mache. <laughs> it's done long enough. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm just saying, you do have a... The, the issue that the Flyers are going to have is they, they have a lot of people on a contract, and they have a lot of people under contract for one-way contracts. Including Mark fucking Friedman. Yeah. So something's got to budge, man. Like, what are they going to do with Morin? Honestly. They got to give him got a no fair value. Shake. They got to just ride it out. They got to give him a fair shake, right? Yeah, they might as well. Yeah, fuck it. Fair shake is knees apart. Oh, my but... God. Can you <laughs> He's the fucking next Braun. He's the next Zedno Chara. You watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. He's big. He's tall. He's definitely and tall. Might be shorter now after all the ligaments he's torn. No, no, ligaments don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> he's got problems, Kyle. That's the point. <laughs> He'll be all right. He'll be like the bionic man next year. Watch. Be fantastic. That'd be pretty cool. That would be an awesome story. My God. I don't see it. They do. I think they're gonna go. Uh, I think they're gonna go defenseman shopping. What would you think of Andy Green? No, not one year deal. Wait, time out. Andy Green announced his retirement, bro. He he's still playing though. He announced his retirement after this year. No way. Oh, my phone's dead. I can't even look it up. Not that. I thought he was like thirty six. I mean, I guess that's old enough to retire, but. Finally gets on a good team, and he's like, fuck it. This is it. Fucking idiot. But the Islanders. That's no. that's the analysis I'm used to. Yeah, because he was with I um, get, no, I wouldn't the captain of the Devils. And I know they suck, but he was still a captain. He's a one-year, 
fill no. in defenseman. No. Knows the Metro. Don't let the old fuck. Well, that's the you one year. That's what I'm saying. Until the other yeah, guys. Rather, if I'm gonna do a one year contract, I'd rather do a one year to a player who may turn his shit around. Like who? Andy fucking Green, Nathan Bellia. Yeah. But, oh my God. See now, <laughs> Bellia, Bellia, you're hoping. We're Green. You've seen it. Like he he he's looked pretty decent. Man, I've seen Spurs. Spurs under Barry Trotz. Yeah. He looked good. He looked, he looked. He was the captain, so he's got the leadership. It's not bad. Then he goes to the Islanders. Listen, I saw him stretch that foot out and block that pass in game one. He looks pretty decent. He blocked the shot. That wasn't a pass. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the pass in game one. Uh, I'm talking about the shot. That's my point. He blocks everything. Connect. The <laughs> <laughs> blocking machine. So... That's what I'm saying. But you know what? Who the hell knows? I don't even know how the offseason is going to work this year. So I guess we'll have to wait and see and see who's even available. Yeah, that's another interesting point. I'm quite curious. I mean, well, Pittsburgh's already making fucking trades. So. Yeah, fucking A. I'm pretty sure if we get kicked out, we can make trades, right? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, it seems to be the thing. There is no, like, freeze, so... I guess that you know what though that makes me hope that the season starts sooner next year. Then it's not going to you get until December at least. I'm oh, hoping November. Take like late November. That wouldn't be that bad. It's gonna be December at least the middle of December. Ugh. I'll t- you know what though? If you ask me right now, I would take it. I don't even care at this point. Just don't get kicked out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. You know, like you know, what? I think we should end it there, Kyle. Flyers still alive. Overtime goal. Scotty Lawton shot for the point from Provy. Drew scored tonight. JVR <laughs> scored tonight. Flyers looking good. Game six is going to be interesting. It's going to be tough. They come through. We'll have won just as many games as the Islanders, and game seven's anybody's. It's came to this point. And, and you know what? Michael Layton ain't in the net. So <laughs> <laughs> game six, we have a chance. <laughs> there you go man that's all it takes if we get to game seven anything's possible so this is going to be a big game i don't have high hopes but i'm going to try to because if they do pull it off oh shit have we ever came back from 3-1 there was a stat that said we came back from 3-1 once but i wonder if they mean boston because it was 3-0 but then it was 3-1 <laughs> so i'm like yeah, are they counting that as the same stat like i don't know so uh, yeah, was, it was, all, it was like one that. out of 17 tries. That's all I know. That's all it said. It's bad. It's not looking good. <laughs> no, it's not. Not at all. But, but you know what? what I I'm counted about. them out in that Boston series, too. So Fucking A. So did I, Scott. I'm Scott? That's yeah, an expression I use from time to time. <laughs> Just call random people Scott. Yeah. Hey, Scott. Scott A. <laughs> Scotty <laughs> doesn't know. Scotty it's never an does. expression, buddy. All right. That'll wrap us up here for uh, a little bit of Flyers therapy after a big Flyers Game 5 win. We'd love you guys to follow us on Twitter at HW underscore radio underscore. You can follow me at WarnerKyle29 and Jack at Jack underscore hw radio not to mention hwhockey.net great website of ours added several 
new writers, awesome articles, the bright side, full circle, uh, Enforcer's Corner, anything but hockey, as well as the Jim and Jim show. Plenty of content, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Maybe not that ridiculous, but we're getting there. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that'll wrap us up for the tonight. And hey, game six. We live to fight another day. 